Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of June 9, 2019. Eight seniors graduated from the Kentucky School for the Blind on Tuesday, May 21. This issue of Sound Prince brings you features from the two-hour commencement ceremonies. ACB will hold elections for officers at this year's conference and convention in Rochester. You can now read the candidates' pages on the ACB website, and you can participate in any or all of the telephone conference call caucuses throughout the month of June. Candidates who have announced so far include Dan Spoon of Florida for President, Mark Reichard of Virginia for First Vice President, Ray Campbell of Illinois for Second Vice President, and David Trott of Alabama for Treasurer. To read their pages and to find out more about the Candidates Forum and other caucuses, visit www.acb.org or subscribe to the ACB-L email list by sending a message to acb-L-subscribe at acblists.org. There isn't a calendar this week, so here are some changes to the previously published schedule. This week's roundabout on Friday, June 14, will include a speaker from Melissa Mershon's office in Jefferson County discussing and answering your questions about the new enhanced IDs. Kentucky will begin issuing these IDs in October, and federal law will soon require their use in order to fly. Bingo and a bargain table will be after dinner. You're invited to share more stories about you and your family at the Roundabout on Friday, June 21. The topic is my first dot dot dot. After dinner, we'll be learning new rounds and other simple songs, playing music trivia, etc. There'll be only one roundabout in July. On July 19, the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana invites everyone to roundabout featuring Sarah Bevan answering questions about pet safety, tips for dealing with the summer heat with your pet, and more. Bingo and a bargain table will be held after dinner. The dates for the ACB Conference and Convention in Rochester are July 5 through 12. Visit www.acb.org for more information and to pre-register through June 23. Dates for the 74th Annual Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Conference and Reunion are July 26 and 27. Information will be going in the mail at the end of June. Call 502-897-1472 if you need to add your name to the alumni mailing list or if you've moved recently and would like to update your address in order to receive reunion information. For a complete list of events, telephone calls, etc., visit the events page on the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Page 2.
Kentucky and McLean County. She has been a student at ASB since 2011, starting here in the fifth grade. She's being escorted by her mother, Selena Anthony. Cody Barnes. Cody calls Lebanon Junction, Kentucky home, which is in Bullitt County. He has been attending KSB since 2009 when he was in the third grade. Accompanying him to the stage is Ms. Connie Hill, our low vision specialist here at the school. Michael Davis. Michael started kindergarten at KSB in 2005. His home is here in Louisville, Kentucky in Jefferson County. Being escorted by his mother, Terry Davis. Corbin Grable. Corbin has been attending KSB since 2016 when he started here in the 10th grade. He is from Louisville, Kentucky, here in Jefferson County, and is being escorted by his niece, Elizabeth Grable. Robinson, a resident of Erlanger in Kenton County. He attended the short-term program here for many years. He has now been at KSB full-time since October of 2018. Accompanying him this evening is his mother, Tina Schaffner.
ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jackie Williams, the principal at the Kentucky School for the Blind. I'd like to welcome you to our commencement ceremony as we celebrate the growth and accomplishments of these exceptional students. On behalf of the administration of the Kentucky School for the Blind and the Kentucky Department of Education, our faculty and staff, I welcome all of you who have gathered here to pay tribute to our 2019 graduating class. As we continue, I would ask that you please silence your cell phones to preserve the decorum of our ceremony. Today is a day of celebration and reflection. These students have successfully completed a rigorous curriculum, some by leaving their homes to stay in our residential program, and all establishing a level of independence that will impact their lives forever. All of these experiences have laid a foundation from which these exceptional young people can build lives of purpose, meaning, and service. We embrace this day of celebration, and as we do that, we can all take pride in the accomplishments of these outstanding students. Today, we would like to recognize different groups who have been instrumental in the lives of our graduates. I'd like to begin by thanking local legislators and the Kentucky Board of Education. They are the reason why we have this opportunity made available for our students. Their continuing investment in the Kentucky School for the Blind allows us to be able to prepare students who are blind or visually impaired to command their future in the Commonwealth. If you are one of these members, please stand so we can show our thanks. Next, I would like to welcome special members of the Kentucky Department of Education who have been vital to the success of our school. If you are a member of the Kentucky Department of Education, would you please rise? It is fitting that recognition be given to the individuals who have provided outstanding instruction and guidance for our students. With the exceptional support of these incredible teachers, the Kentucky School for the Blind thrives. At this time, I would ask that all Kentucky School for the Blind faculty and staff please stand so that we may express our appreciation for what you have accomplished for these students. <laughs> Members of the Kentucky School for the Blind administration are the next group I would like to recognize. As a team, we give unselfishly of our time and our love, supporting and guiding all of our remarkable students. If the following individuals would please stand. Ms. Courtney Schuster, Guidance Counselor. Mr. Mike Coffey, Chief Academic Officer. Dr. Terry Berger, Residential Supervisor. Ms. Allison Chandler, Director of Special Education. Dr. Martin Munson, Outreach Coordinator. And I've looped in Mr. Kevin Stoll, State School Supervisor. I would also like to extend a special word of gratitude to our residential staff. These are the individuals who have created a second home for our students. Their dedication and enthusiasm has produced a warm, safe, productive environment within which our students develop important life skills. I cannot emphasize enough how essential they are to Kentucky School for the Blind community. Our residential staff are indispensable. Please stand if you are part of our residential program. Next, we would like to recognize our alumni. 
We are so thrilled that you've taken the time today to join us um, as we add more members to your group. Please stand so we can show our appreciation. Finally, I would like to recognize the people who helped these students seize an opportunity that required substantial thought and sacrifice. They stepped out in faith that this opportunity would be the right place for their child to learn and grow. They are the ones who trusted the Kentucky School for the Blind with their children, have supported and encouraged their child, and have been advocates for the Kentucky School for the Blind from day one. We owe much of the success that is ahead to their support and aid. I would like for all parents and guardians of the graduates to please stand. At this time, Dr. Wayne Lewis, Commissioner of Education, will come forward with remarks. Please welcome Dr. Lewis. Thank you, everyone. I am so pleased to be here with you to celebrate these incredible young people. I bring you greetings on behalf of the Kentucky Department of Education. Um, I have some, some leaders with me from the department who have joined us um, in this celebration and two members of our State Board of Education, Mr. Milton Seymour and Mr. Ben Condiff. We're really glad that they have joined us here as well. But more than anything, I want to, to commend the young graduates that we have here today. And I have a quiz for you. It's the, Graduation day, you probably didn't expect you to have a quiz, but are, are you ready? Here's the question. So this is called commencement. Commencement has a root word. The root word of commencement is what? Yes, ma'am. What is it? Commence. Question one, correct. Question two. To commence means to do what? Yes, ma'am. To begin. 100%. Give her a hand. So the rest of you guys will graduate because of her. I don't want you to have her. She is the only reason I will sign your diplomas. So why would we call commencement your graduation exercises? Why, why would it have a word that means to begin? <laughs> yes, this is extra credit. Yes, ma'am. That's it. That's absolutely right. Because commencement is not an ending for you. Commencement is a beginning. And as she said, this is the beginning of the rest of your life. And I want you to know something. I want you to know that our expectations for you are sky high. That we expect that you will take the preparation that you've received, all the love and the support that you've received, and that you'll continue to receive. Folks aren't going to cut you off. But we expect that you take all of that and that you move forward and you build an incredible life for yourself and for your family. That's our expectation, absolutely nothing less. We'll be watching, we'll be supporting. You'll have a lot of folks cheering you along the way, but that's what we expect of you. Before I go, I, I would be remiss if I didn't thank the incredible leadership 
uh, Principal Williams, staff, faculty at KSB for the incredible work that you do. School is a, is a people business, right? So we have facilities, we have buildings, we have materials, we have technology, but what makes school go is people. It's where we spend most of our money. And we do that because it's people that are instrumental in whether or not we learn, whether or not we can be successful. And so we thank the faculty and the staff and the leaders at KSB for your time, your effort, your dedication, and all that you do to ensure these young people are successful. So thank you so much for, for allowing me to, to greet you, to say hello, and congratulations again to the class in 2019. Thank you. Attention. Audience, please rise. Color Guard forward march. Color Guard cross the colors. Color Guard post the colors. Please stand for your pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic. sports announcer. Holton, who lost his vision at the age of 10 due to a brain tumor, practiced law for 19 years in private practice. He was appointed to the bench as a Jefferson County District Court judge in 2008. In 2010, he was elected to a four-year term on the Jefferson District Court bench, where he presided over both criminal and civil cases. Prior to becoming a judge, he was an accomplished private practice attorney with experience in family, civil, and criminal law, and served as a prosecutor at the Jefferson County Attorney's Office. He is the first Kentucky judge who is blind. Holton created the first Veterans Court, where he addressed the issues of drug and alcohol abuse, as well as mental health issues. Additionally, he worked closely with the juvenile court system. He remained as a Jefferson County District Judge until 2017, the same year he was chosen as Louisville Bar Association. Judge of the Year. Upon retirement from the bench, he returned to private practice. Judge Holton received his Bachelor's of Arts degree from Moorhead State University and his Juris Doctorate from the University of Kentucky College of Law. He has served on several boards and commissions, including Seven Counties Services Board of Directors, the Kentucky Council for Higher Education, Moorhead State University Board of Regents, Kentucky Community Service Commission, the Pritchard Committee for Academic Excellence, and American Printing House Board. He also has announced high school football games for Manuel and Western High School. And a few years back, he actually announced the Kentucky High School Athletic Association Championship game. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a warm KSP welcome to Judge Holton. Good evening and thank you, Mr. Coffey, for that warm welcome. A lot of that's true, by the way, they've been talking about. <laughs> when I first 
stepped on this campus in 1972. I was a 10-year-old boy who had just, in the previous months, lost his eyesight after surgery for a brain tumor. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of difficult and dark days, a lot of fear, but mainly it was about the uncertainty of what lay before me. God is so good. I recall the difficulty that I experienced in the fall of 1972 when the next day kids were going back to school here in Jefferson County. And I knew I wasn't going back to school. I remember sitting in my living room and my mother holding me as I cried because I wasn't going back to school. My first half of my fifth grade year, I had a itinerant teacher. A teacher would come to my home three times a week and work with me on my lessons. Eventually, my parents made the decision that I would uh, come here to begin educating myself for the rest of my life without my sight. And to say I was happy about it would not be true. I was very angry. I was very bitter at 10. And I remember Miss Williams, when they first put those braille books in front of me, oh by golly, I did not want to read them, okay? I did not want to learn how to read braille. I remember rejecting the whole concept of needing to learn how to read braille because I still had not accepted my plight and my new life. teachers here were so warm to me. The administrators were so warm. Will Evans was the superintendent then. I just attended his uh, funeral visitation in the last year. My wife and I went there. Uh, there were so many people there who revered Mr. Evans and the work he did here at the printing house out here at the uh, school. Eventually it started to feel like home. Eventually it started to start to make friends. And I became comfortable here. It's like anything in life. And if you have to get comfortable with things, get, become comfortable with things. I was ripped from my world at the age of 10. My, my, my world where I could see, where I played Little League football. And I was pretty good, okay? I was number 39. Here's the thing about it. There were two number 39s. Apparently they gave, they gave the better guys the red jerseys. And I got a black one, okay? Well, Pat Mackin was his name. He was number 39 with the red jersey. Well, early in the season, Commissioner Lewis, Pat Mackin broke his daggone right arm, okay? And he said on the bench the rest of the season with that arm in a sling and that red number 39. I was out there on the field playing defensive nose tackle, bringing them down, baby. I was bringing them down, all right? 
I even recovered a on fumble one time. But every time I made a tackle or recover a fumble, tackle by number 39, Pat Mackin. <laughs> That's a true story. Now where the heck is Pat Mackin today is what I want to know. It's a true story. That guy, he, 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 was, he was one of these little athletic looking guys, you know, really built slim and had the muscles in his legs and his arms. He's standing on the sideline with a red number 39 jersey getting credit for all my tackles. I don't know about that, all right? But it's a true story, and it really happened. So I you know, left, left my life of, of playing football, my life of riding bicycles, my life of playing softball, shooting basketball continuously. And I was a pretty good little artist, too. I remember loving to draw. And all these things were taken out from under me. So I was very angry, very bitter. The king here, though, in this school welcomed me with open arms. And as I know each of you guys, talking to the class now, the class of 2019, look, you guys each had knots in your stomach when you came here to school like I did my first day, didn't you? And they lasted for a while, didn't they? And now you're moving on to a new phase of your life. And guess what? You're going to have that same knot in that same stomach again, okay? And I understand that because I tell you, when I left here and went to public school at the end of my eighth grade year, do you still have a radio station here on, on campus, by the way, Miss Williams? I was a disc jockey, okay? Spinning those 45s, baby. Right, those 45s. I had the David Holton show every, uh, every day from 4 to 5. From 3 to 4, Mr. Elliott would play the records, and I would read the news, sports, and weather. And then we switched spots uh, on, the, on the air from 4 to 5. I was playing the records. Maybe sometime I can come play some records, Mr. Williams, you think? Because I always wanted to be a disc jockey, but I never made it, okay? And that's a true story, too. I had to, I had to settle for being a lawyer and a judge. I couldn't make it a disc jockey. Um, so I, I left here, though, after the eighth grade, back to public school. And you talking about another knot in my stomach class of 2019? Brother, you talking about that? Because all of a sudden, I was leaving a place where I was comfortable, and it finally become accustomed But to grow, many times you must uproot yourself and move on to a different setting, a different situation. That's a challenge. Yeah, I had a knots in my stomach, and I graduated from there four years later, 12th in my class. Then guess what? I was off to college, Moorhead State. Another knot in my stomach, okay? But this time I had a big black Labrador Tuber guide dog with me. His name was Simon. I got my first guide dog when I was 18. Guys, you can't see right now, but over here to my left is a big black Labrador Retriever named Rock. R-O-C-K, alright? So, but Simon went off to college at Moorhead State, and then where I was eventually elected president of the student body at Moorhead State and served on the University Board of Regents, people said, Holton, you know that dog got you elected, don't you? I said, I know he did. That's fine. I'm still got the office, though. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, when I walked on that college campus in Moorhead State in August of 1980, uh, Commissioner Williams, I was 
I didn't know a soul on campus. Not a soul. I knew how to get to the classroom buildings, and my dog knew how to get to the cafeteria, okay? But it didn't take me long to learn that between me playing the guitar as I do, as I did and still do, and having a, a dog on a college campus, guys, that's a really good way to meet girls, all right? I'm telling you right now. Eventually ran for freshman senator to the student government, eventually elected, as I said, to president of student body my senior year. Great, great experience. I got a million dollar education at Moorhead State, I'll tell you right now. And uh, we need to support our institutions of higher education in Kentucky, whether they be four years, colleges and universities, whether they be doctorate level, master's level universities, or whether they be our trade, our technical and community colleges. Our state must support these institutions, fund them properly in order for us to move this commonwealth forward. We all know the challenges we have. So after graduating from Moorhead in 1984, I was off to Lexington for law school at the University of Kentucky. The last thing that one of my professors told me before I, last time I saw him on campus when I graduated from Moorhead was, I told him I was going to law school. He said, you'll never make it. <laughs> and I said to myself, by God I will. And I'll be back to take that someday. So I went to uh, college, went to law school in the UK. Now, to say I was on the dean's list, I'd be lying, okay? But if you walk into my law office, there's a degree hanging there from the University of Kentucky where I graduated in 1988. My license to practice law is hanging right next to it. And in the middle is this plaque that says Judge David L. Holton II and the, the dates that I served, the years that I served. I came back here to Jefferson County and began practicing law in 1989. May I tell you folks, there weren't a whole lot of people looking to hire a blind lawyer at that time. Thank God that the Jefferson County Attorney Mike Conliffe saw fit to hire me to be a, a prosecuting attorney. I also had a private law practice simultaneously. I did that for 19 years. And I decided in about 2007, I've been doing this 19 years, I think I want to try to find something else to do. It had always been my dream. Uh, as I look back now, I didn't, I, I, I guess it didn't dawn me at the time, but the whole concept of giving back to my community was always very important to me. My three dreams were to have a good, healthy, happy family, a good family life, to be successful professionally, and to give back to my community. <coughs> There's a book called The Alchemist, and The Alchemist uh, is written by Polio Coho, and there's a great passage in that book that I think about a lot, and that is, in The Alchemist, the author wrote that the thing that makes life interesting, listen to me class of 2019, the thing that makes life interesting is the possibility of dreams coming true. 
So as you sit here today, the reason that you're going to get up tomorrow and get after life and get after it with gusto and with enthusiasm is because there's that possibility that your dreams will come true. That possibility. But it's only going to happen if you make it happen. Decide what you want to go with your life and what you want to be, because you can do it. I met each of you individually in the back a moment ago before we came out here. And uh, I'm so impressed with you. You each have your dreams. You each have your goals. You each have a mission ahead of you. And, and I believe you can do it. You have support of the family. You have support of this school. And you have your plans laid out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your attention tonight. Thank you for the support that you've given to this class of 2019. God bless you. God bless the Commonwealth. Thank you so much, Judge Holton, for your inspiring message and words of wisdom. I truly appreciate it. Now I would like to present our senior transitions. So seniors, when I call your name, please stand. Heather Anthony. Heather will live at home in Calhoun, Kentucky, and attend Owensboro Community and Technical College. She will study to become a veterinary technician while working a part-time job. Cody Barnes. Cody will live in Lebanon Junction, Kentucky, and attend Jefferson Community and Technical College. He will study to become a physical therapy assistant, and Cody is also planning on working part-time while attending college. Michael Davis will split his time between Kentucky and Indiana. He will participate in the summer work program here at KSB. He has worked at the American Printing House for the Blind in marketing while here at KSB, but is planning on working in Braille proofreading next year. He will attend McDowell Center for additional training, and he will continue to play music with hopes of being in a band with a paying gig. Corbin Grable will live here in Louisville. He will pursue a career in writing and acting. He will be attending the Insight program this summer at Moorhead State University. He will receive additional training through the McDowell Center and begin working upon graduation. Nolan Robinson will attend the McDowell Center in Louisville upon graduation. He will continue to work on skills and training that will better allow him to reach his goal of becoming a massage therapist. He is planning on working a job part-time. Taryn Seif. Taryn will stay here in Louisville. This summer, she will be attending Insight at Moorhead State University, as well as the PATH program at the McDowell Center. She will start at the University of Louisville in the fall of 2019 and pursue a bachelor's degree. Also, Taryn was recognized as one of the mayor's outstanding seniors and her name has been engraved on a plaque that I'm holding that will hang at KSB for many years to come. Jaden Smalley will live in Winchester, Kentucky. She will participate in the KSB Summer Work Program as well as the PATH Program through Office for Vocational Rehabilitation. She will receive additional training through the McDowell Center in the fall, and she plans on working in the medical field. Alex Stein will live in Oval County. He will continue his work as a system administrator 
an accessibility developer for the company that he was already worked for three years. Now, I would like to call up the Kentucky School for the Blind Charitable Foundation for a couple of scholarships and awards, please. Good evening, my name is Michelle Brown and I'm the Executive Director of the Kentucky School for the Blind Charitable Foundation. With me is Nicole Roth, who's the Administrative Director. And typically, Mr. Kuzwara would be with us tonight. He's one of the founding me uh, board members of KSBCF, but unfortunately, he is unable to attend. But wanted me to tell all of you graduates that he sends you congratulations. So wanted to let you know we are proud of all of you, and it is definitely an honor to be here tonight and to be part of this graduation. As many of you know, we are located here on campus. We're at Haldeman Avenue and Frankfurt Avenue, the big brick white house. And we assist students here at KSB, but also throughout the whole state of Kentucky. So students who are blind or visually impaired. We assist with programs like the annual KSB grant, Braille Riders, Assistive Technology, the Insight Program at Moorhead State University that several of the graduates will be attending this year. Low Vision Clinics, we'll have 15 low vision clinics next year throughout the state. And then also scholarships. And this is one of my favorite things. We love giving out scholarships to the kids. Tonight we're gonna give out two JELSMA Award Scholarships and then the Kuzwara Scholarship. We provided the criteria to the faculty, staff, and administration at KSB, and then they voted on the students. And I know it was a very hard decision because up on this stage, we have amazing kids. So these guys are all great and are very talented. But they were able to narrow it down to the three recipients. So I'm gonna start with a Gelsma Award. The first, Dr. Franklin Gelsma to see through love Outstanding Achievement in Community Service, Work Ethic and Respect for Others Award, presented by KSBCF. This is a scholarship check for $500. We also have a plaque. And this is to assist the recipient in his or her future educational or vocational endeavors. This award is named in honor of the late Dr. Franklin Jelsma, a well-respected pioneer and mentor in the field of neurosurgery. And he believed that by caring about others and working hard, one can make a difference in the world. So the recipient of this award is Jaden Smalley. I'm gonna ask the recipients to step up to the podium to receive their scholarship check and their plaque when their name is called. The second award is also a Jelsmo Award. This is also a To See Through Love, but this one is for Outstanding Achievement in Math and Science. This is also a $500 scholarship to be used in education or vocational endeavors. This also is named in honor of Dr. Franklin Gelsma. The recipient of this award is Terrence Seif. And the final award is the Kuzwara Award. The Joseph Kuzwara Scholarship is presented by KSBCF to a student with a positive attitude, good citizenship, 
exemplar leadership, and sincere service to others. This is a scholarship check for $1,000 and presented to the recipient to assist him or her in future educational vocational endeavors. This award is named in honor of Mr. Joseph Kuzwara, who typically is here, and he is one of the founding members of KSBCF, and his daughter actually attended KSB. So I would like to award this to Alex Stein. Thank you so much, and congratulations to the class of 2019. Carla Rushaval and I'm the treasurer of the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association and with me is Kenny Jones who is a retired teacher from the Kentucky School for the Blind and a member of the KSB Alumni Board of Directors. We are here tonight to begin a new project that is in honor of the graduates of the school. Over the past many years the alumni has assisted graduates in the purchase of senior rings. And while we were very pleased to be able to assist with that endeavor, it was not a program that could touch every graduate of this school. Last year, in a conversation with some friends of mine who are members of the Overbrook School for the Blind Alumni Association in Pennsylvania, I discovered that they had a program that recognized every senior that walked across their stage in a commencement ceremony. We talked about this in our board meetings and we felt that this would be something that we wanted to initiate here in Kentucky. So therefore, this year, we have uh, initiated a program where each graduating senior will receive a gift from the alumni. They each will receive the same gift, um, but every year it may not always be exactly the same configuration. This year, for the first time, each graduating senior will receive a backpack like this. Uh, this is a backpack for a 17-inch laptop computer or any other a uh, bunch of stuff that the kids want to put in it. And it has the alumni logo embroidered on the front. But inside the, the backpack, there are several goodies. One is, you know, we always have to have our, um, our uh, travel mugs and things with us. This is a, a, a steel, uh, alumni travel mug that is red with the white alumni logo. Also inside, they will find a card case. It's red with the white alumni logo and black trim. And inside are little slots that will hold a um, medical card, uh, ID, uh, gift cards, and so that will help keep them organized. But what good is a card case without a card to put in it? And so in the backpack, they will each find a $25 Visa gift card. 
That didn't come in red and white, though. <laughs> um, and graduates, please, you will find attached to the package with the card a slip of paper stapled to that. Be sure that you don't lose that because that is, it does carry the special number for your card in case you need that for verification when you, uh, when you activate the card. Another item is a four-port folding wall charger. Again, in red and white. Imagine that. <laughs> and and uh, we know that everybody has lots of USB devices, so we can charge four devices all at one time. And the next item is a 32 gigabyte flash drive. I bet you can't guess in red with white lettering that says Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association. It can be made into a key ring and on that drive is a copy of the Alumni 2016 Treasures CD. Each year we issue a special edition program and in 2016 it was Study Hall Blues which that year celebrated its 30th anniversary. That was an album that was produced by Dr. David. Dr. David Hume, Rick Ricks, students, staff, and alumni at the school at that time, and also included uh, with that album on this CD are the album notes, uh, the cover notes from that, giving all the credits, and there's a couple of interviews as well that relate to that. Now finally, there's one more gift that can't be included in the bag tonight, but information about that is included in the bag and also on the USB drive. And that is that every graduate of the school is invited to be a guest of the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni at our upcoming conference and reunion July 26 and 27 at the Ramada Inn here in Louisville. That means that each graduate who chooses will attend with receiving their registration fee and all tickets to events complimentary and we want to welcome all of them into the Alumni Association. Kenny Jones is going to help to pass the gifts out to each graduate. Congratulations to the graduates of 2019 and special musical performances. The first one is going to be by Miss Terrence Sykes, and she will be singing a song entitled Home.
extreme honor to be able to do this next step. When I call your name, please stand. Audience, we ask that you hold your applause until the very end. Heather Dawn Anthony. Cody Dwayne Barnes. Michael Isaac Davis. Corbin Andrew Grable. Nolan Charles Robinson. Taryn Ann Seif. Jaden Elaine Smalley. Alexander Lee Stein. Ladies and gentlemen, the KSB class of 2019. <laughs> to the class of 2019, I hereby certify that each of you has successfully met all of the requirements set forth by the state of Kentucky. I now pronounce you graduates. graduates will actually be walking off stage and they can meet you in the hallway, but they would like to invite you to a reception held in their honor in Hartford Hall, and thank you for coming. This concludes our 2019 have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.